Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 41. Verse number 49. And Joseph guarded corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering for it was without number and unto joseph was born two sons before the years of farming came which asenath the daughter of potiphera priest of on bear unto him joseph went to marry a fetish priest daughter and joseph called the name of the firstborn manasseh saying for god said he has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house and the name of the second called he Ephraim, saying for god has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction praise the lord for god has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction what's the name of the firstborn manasseh what does it mean for god said he has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Praise the Lord, somebody. This morning, I want to encourage all of us, including my personal self. Sometimes, how I know what to preach is how I feel. Because it means that a lot of people are feeling a bit discouraged. And when people feel discouraged, they need some sort of courage this morning i'm speaking on what i called walking with confidence praise the lord the word of god is what keeps us as believers the word of god is what brings transformation to the lives of believers as believers we will be discouraged as believers it's very easy for you to give up because Life would never be all rosy. Life has its ups and downs. Life has its valleys and its uphills. Life has its plateaus. In this life, there will be days where you will be encouraged. There will be days where it's so easy for you to rejoice. And yet there will also be days where you must encourage yourself in the lord because it is not all rosy praise the lord there are days and there are days i began to think about a lot of things after i visited the doctor i began to see the futility of life that sometimes in life you can just be walking and when you are not mindful of your life, you can just be feeding yourself with things that will self-destroy you. And the things that the body doesn't need, number one, is unnecessary stress. Because sometimes we compound toxins into our system, into our spirit, into our body, into our life. We allow some people to come into our lives. And when they come into our life, they come in there to drop things that saps out our strength. And so you go through life and at some point you realize that your gas is finished. The fuel in your car is finished. Why? Because whilst you are driving, you are not mindful of the indicators that your strength is going down. 
That's why the Bible says we should come to the house of God. He says that each one, he says they go from strength to strength. Each one appears in Zion. We come here to be fed the word of God. Why? Because in life, at some point, your strength will fail you. The scripture says, if your strength fails you in the day of adversity, your strength is little. What it means is adversity will come. Difficult moments will come. And sometimes, no matter the prayers you pray, difficult moments will come. David said, I I was discouraged until I went into the house of God. Then I saw the end of the wicked. Sometimes, sometimes when you go through life, you wonder, God, what am I not doing right? You see, sometimes as a believer, living right is tough. Joseph had a dream and it was not his own making. It was God who gave him a dream. And the dream God gave him would cause his brothers to envy him to the point of death. His brothers were willing to kill him that his prophecy will not come to pass. What do you do when God gives you a dream that is it illicit or activates enviness and jealousy towards your life? What do you do when in the pursuit of your dream you go through so much pain? Why would a man give birth to a child and call the child's name that the Lord has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. No, who forgets his father's house? What will cause a man to name his child that the Lord, in other words, God has blessed me that I've forgotten about my father's house. When God blesses you, don't you remember your your father's house? But this one, he says that, (laughs) do you know the meaning of what he just said? God has vindicated me. That the things that the people in my father's house thought that they had that I did not have, God has vindicated me. I pray for you, child of God. That that God will keep your heart pure. That no matter the bad experiences you go through, you will not give up on doing the right things that brings honor to God. Am I communicating at all? You see... God wants you and I to walk in confidence. What is confidence? Confidence comes from the word confide. The prefix C-O-N, con, it, 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 it means with. The confidence means fidelity, it means truth. So God wants us to walk with the truth. See, when you go through difficult moments, what will keep you is the truth. What has God said concerning your life? What do you believe? What truth do you believe in? What truth does your confidence hinge on or anchors on? What truth? Child of God, listen to me. The reason why God gave you a prophecy is because he knew that there will be lean seasons. There will be difficult moments. There will be moments where you would want to give up. But he says, cast not your confidence which has great recompense of reward. He says, for you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you will obtain the promise. He means that, sister, even in doing the will of God, why you careful? Sometimes the more you live right, 
The more he looks like things are not working. But child of God, I read my Bible and God said, I led you through the desert for 40 years to test what was in your heart. What is in your heart? A day in a wawakumim, meaning your old tree me. In other words, what is your motivation, sister? What is your motivation, brother? What motivates you? What inspires you to stand? Do you truly believe that God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him? Do you believe it? Do you truly believe? What do you believe, sister? What do you believe, brother? What what do you believe? And every now and then we'll come to that point. What do you believe? You see, brothers and sisters, there's a difference between choice and decision. It's not the same. Amen. You see, to choose is to pick out of many. To choose means what? To pick one out of many. That's choice. So you have options and then you make a choice. But decide comes from two words. D-E, the prefix D-E-D, which means off. Side, which means to seed. Are you getting me? So this decide the de the prefix de which means off seed. So whenever you decide, <laughs> you know what you are doing. Anytime you make a decision, you cut off from something. So I cut off from it. That is decision. Whenever you make a decision, it means that you are cutting off. You are seeding off from something. So in ancient times, what they did was whenever somebody comes into a covenant with somebody, it means that let's make a decision that from this day onwards, you and I will not fight against ourselves. So what they do is they cut. Sometimes they slaughter an animal and say, in case any of us forfeit this decision to cut off from fighting ourselves, whatever happened to the animal, that should be what will happen to us. So anytime you make a decision, you come into a covenant with yourself that this thing, I cut off from this option. It's not picking from the option. I'm cutting off from this. Hear me? Whenever you are faced with difficulties and you make a decision to praise God, what it is is you are cutting off yourself from focusing on the temporal limiting problem and rather focusing on praising God because he now becomes your source. Brothers and sisters, that's why we used to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning. You see, but then nowadays, a lot of us, we come to church, but we don't want to be Christians. We don't make that decision. So a Christian sister is sleeping in another person's home who is not married. They do everything that unmarried people do. Married people do. And they do everything that unchristian people do. They drink alcohol. They sleep around. They do hookup. It was Kinsley who made me know that there's something called hookup. That you can take somebody's number and call the person. And the person will come home for weekend as your girlfriend for the weekend cook for you, clean for you, do anything you want them to do, go to parties, and I'm wondering, where is the word? And yet on Sunday, we all go to church. You have not made a decision to follow God. Stop pretending to be one. 
I, I remember the church of Pentecost lady who married a man and when they went into the bedroom, there was no resurrection and life. The lady laid his hand on the man and said, God, you said we should honor you with our body. I've kept myself. I will not find myself. Lord, I command life. Ah, power came on. You see, you see, we don't see the miracles because now, as believers, we, 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 we have not made a decision to follow hard after God. And every time there's relationship debates, that's what they bring up. Pastor, what if you marry it? Then now they've moved it. What if the, the, the balancing is not balancing? Somebody say, what if the man is a novice and cannot manage my body? I say, what? When did this become an issue? If he doesn't know how to manage, teach him. You need to make a decision. I am a follower of God. You see, the time has come and always when believers must begin to stand for the things of God and say, I have made the decision to follow God and nothing, absolutely nothing, no discouragement, no, no peril, no, 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 no attack, nothing can drive me away from the love of God. I may be going through some difficulties now, but it doesn't mean God's word is not at work in my life. It doesn't mean that the fact that I'm going through challenges in my relationship, that does not mean my God is dead. That you and your husband are going through temporal financial struggle. It doesn't mean that, that your God is dead. That things are not working does not mean God is dead. It does not mean he doesn't hear your prayer. But because the Bible says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He didn't say he dunks a table before me. He prepares. And how many of you know that preparation takes time? It takes time. See, for many years, when I left ICGC, I felt I'd wasted my years. Then I came to God in prayer. God said to me, I give you speed in a fast-paced world. Now, let me tell you people something. I didn't waste one day. God had me where he wanted me to be. See, God, he has you where he wants you to be. See, your life is not just about you. You are going through it because God wants to use you as a testament of what he can do with a yielded life. Ah, it's a major statement. You see, next to knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, nothing is more important than having a good positive attitude. Because your attitude can do several things for you. They can make or break you. They can heal or hurt you. They can make you friends or make you enemies. They can make you happy or make you miserable. They can make you a success or they can make you a failure. You make the decision. I choose a right attitude. So people are not being faithful to us so we should leave them? No. After you are prayed unto God, you must forget your father's house because he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i'll give you rest that's why by the time jacob came to bless them he said that he switched his hand jacob will switch his hand and said the first thing is that you focus on the fruitfulness of god in the land of affliction before you forget your father's house listen to what i'm saying you want us to go there let's look at it Genesis chapter 48. And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him two sons, his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And Joseph took them both. Verse 13. Let's start from verse number 9. And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons whom God has given me in this place. 
And he said, bring them, I pray thee unto me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God has showed me also thy face. Israel said to Joseph, I did not think to see your face. Child of God, some of the things you think is dead, God has permitted it for a season. It is not dead, but the season in which God needs to prepare it, he has to hide it. What a statement. He has to he, some of us, God is hiding us. We are in a hurry too much, but God is hiding us. Because if God exposes us too quickly, they will kill us. Some of the things that are not working for you, it's not because you are not fasting. Some of you, some doors, when God opens now, a girl will get pregnant for you immediately. It will derail your entire... See, sir, I can honestly tell you. Do you know there are ladies in corporate Ghana that, that, that the moment they see a young guy rising, even if you are married or not, they will, just, they will just focus on you and do everything to let you fall. And so there are people... In, see, the devil has workers just as God has workers. I'm telling you, because in this life, the more you rise, the more the enemy sends demonic attacks. Why? Write this down. Every accomplishment of a man's destiny attracts new devils. Every accomplishment of a man's destiny attracts new devils. And so because of that, the Holy Spirit will want you to build your capacity to handle the opposition that comes your way. The scripture tells us, and please put it on the screen, that when all the Philistines heard that David had been made the king, they gathered themselves to come and kill him. That is why you don't have to be discouraged. Why? Because anytime you feel discouraged, you are too close to your blessing. The enemy must cause you to lose restraint. Lack of vision, my people cast off restraint so when you you can no more see beyond your current experience to see that which god has ordained for you you will lose it how do you lose it because you can no more see so he said i'll stop pursuing it the whole ploy of the enemy is to bring you and i to a place where we'll stop pursuing the call of god the assignment of god the grace of god concerning our destiny is it there but when the philistines said that they had anointed david king over israel all the Philistines came up to seek David. I want to ask you a question. Why didn't they come to seek him when he was not yet a king? Second Samuel chapter 5 verse 17. Why didn't the Philistines go after Saul? Yet when it was David's time, they came after him. Child of God, this life is a life of mystery. Your enthronement will annoy some people and their whole assignment is to break you down. Listen, that is why as a child of God, you must walk with your own confidence because God's grace on your life is what distinguishes you. Huh. You must walk with confidence because God's grace on your life, sister. When they come against you, they cannot prevail against you. Why? Because it was God who advanced your life. Amen. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. And when they heard it, they would always hear. That is why God He hides you. You see, God hid Joseph 
from his brothers and his father's house. He hid him. That by the time he came, he was so transformed, they could not recognize him. By the time God finishes with you, you'll be so transformed that those who want your destruction, they cannot recognize you. And so when, when, when Joseph brought his children to Jacob, they said it. We are, verse 9. And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons whom God had given me in this place. Genesis 48, verse 9. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee unto me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see, and he brought them near unto him. And he kissed him and embraced him, and Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God has showed me also thy seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. You see how you receive blessing? You kneel. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand, towards Israel's left, and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Manasseh means for God has made me forget all my father's house and all my father's, my toil and all my father's house. Ephraim is what? For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. He switched his hand and placed his hand on, for God has made me forget all my affliction. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Listen to me. Your strength is in the fact that you focus on the good, not the bad. He says, God has made me fruitful. He says, God makes you fruitful before you forget your father's house. Say, for God has made me fruitful. See, listen to me. That's why I, I said there's a difference between decision and choice. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. Every day, you have to make a decision to cut off every negative thing that will make you discouraged. You see, we must focus. You see, to succeed in life, you have to determine to be focused. Because focused people, write this down, make decisions based on intentions. So I'm making decisions with this intent that this is my destination. So they make the decision based on, and focused people fail in life because they make decisions based on distractions. D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-O-N-S. Ananyasa. Distractions. Enormous. Etrichon Temporal things. They are distractions. So you are not successfully married because you focus on the little, little things that the Bible says, be careful of the little foxes that spoil the vine. Brothers and sisters. And I'm here. And I'm in school. Hey. I met a man. Handsome be what? Body be what? Color be what? Nice man. Eh, I didn't go to school. I didn't do this. But so many things that you have to do that you don't have to go to university. Is that not true? Why couldn't he pursue any of them? I meet ladies. Pastor, there's nobody to help me. There's no... Who says? Now there's online. Everything is online. From photography to sound engineering to everything. You know where I learned photography from? Online. And yet in few times, I became, they named my company among the best of the best in the nation. Uh, 
Hello? So I had to train Kingsley and other people. And Sydney and all that. Sydney is now doing photography in UK. Kingsley is doing photography and videography in Ghana. Where did I learn it? I could have, hey, and I'm a pastor, and, and there are pastors who are very poor, and because they don't want to work, you know, I'm a pastor, and when we pray for people, they don't give you money. There's nowhere written in the Bible that when we preach for people, they must give us money. It's not in the Bible. It's not scripture. The Bible says, this is my servant that I've called. He will not do it for reward. It's in the Bible. So we don't do it for reward. When you decide to appreciate us, we thank God. Paul said, when I minister spiritual things to you, it is not wrong for you to minister physical things to me. He didn't say you are compelled to do that. That doesn't mean when somebody does something for you, you don't appreciate it. But as pastors, we don't focus on the people. We trust God. He chooses where our resource comes from. So when you are not faithful, God will call somebody who is faithful to bless us. That's why I'm such a blessed man. Again. Hallelujah. Can I preach in this day? You see, he said, God has caused me to forget. Listen to me. Don't focus on the distractions. Focus on the intentions. Don't focus on the distractions. Focus on the intentions. Focus. Oh, man. Even if your mom is not treating you well, focus on Akumapano. Because the reward will come from God. You see, write this down. I have to look at everything that has happened to me in the past to understand that everything that happened in the past happened for me. It did not happen to me. It happened for me. Are you getting me? The scripture says, I think in Romans chapter 8, all things work together for our good. All things, not some things, including the discouragement and the anxieties and the frustrations. All things, sister, including God delaying the manifestation of your visitation. It, 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 it happens for you. It is to your advantage. It, I think it's in the Bible. Uh, yeah, Romans 8:28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. The scripture says, it was good that I was afflicted. Hey, how can you say that? Yes. You will never get close to God. You will never. Do you know if the guy had not gone to some guy who wanted to steal my land? That guy who wanted to block the road and steal the land was the reason why we went to build the house in the first place. In Kabade Samizi, I'll be giving an excuse like one of my friends who is always giving me excuses why they don't have to build now. Everything that happens, if you're a child of God, it happens for you. Sister, it happens. Oh, is it a good word? You see, write this down. Everything in my past is a positive catalyst for my current experience. Everything that happens in my past is a positive catalyst for my current experience of life. Everything that happens in the past. It was what? A positive catalyst for my current experience of life. Psalm 119 verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Next verse, look at it. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. It means that I have come to trust you so much that the peace I enjoy is better than to have gold without peace. Sometimes, see, if you are a child of God and you have submitted to God, whatever he allows to happen, it may not be sweet, it may not be very nice at the time, but it will work together for your good. You see, see, it will work together for your good. Now, at least I'm knowing those who are for me. 
even as a pastor. Yeah. Do you know, I had pastor friends, but none of them will ever give me when I'm in need. They will never give me any. When they need anything, they come to me. So he made me know that I cannot depend on anybody. So it caused us to believe God. You know, sometimes when I'm sharing my testimony, people are like, hey, pastor, you there, you're always getting money. Mm-hmm. When him, I have come very far. I have believed God for breakfast. I rented my house at the age of 23. I've been believing God every day. I believe God for clothes. I believe God for everything. I believe God for my life and my health. Because uradia or kamehua. Do you know I used to have asthma? The room is quiet now. Do you know I used to stammer? This one that, this parrot, serious one. When I walk on the sun and the sun shines on my head too much, blood comes from my nostrils. When I came from my village, when I wee wee, blood comes. I, do you know I used to have hernia? But my mother didn't have money to take me to hospital. And property. The devil is a liar. When I came to stay with my auntie and was going through affliction and there was no help, I believe God to heal me because Minya crisis will be on Famenko Hospital. It was good that I was afflicted. Am I preaching to somebody in this place? That the things we go through, don't let it discourage you. You, you, know, you know, I've changed. I, I, the word has encouraged me myself. The things we go through, sister, don't let it discourage you. Let it encourage you that you are believing God. You prayed, you so seed, it's not working. God has a plan. The plan is bigger than your current experience. Child of God. <laughs> ah, there is always a season where you make a decision, Lord, I will not lose my joy. If you will walk in confidence, write it down. I don't have to lose my joy. The Bible says rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Put that scripture there. Because listen to me, there is no affliction that you would go through that doesn't have an expiry date. There is no affliction that a man will go through that doesn't have an expiry date. But if God permits the affliction, he wants you to learn some lessons. He wants you to have a different attitude. He wants you to have a different mindset. He wants you to prepare yourself for the next season. He said in scriptures, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Philippians 4 verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice is two words. Joy and the prefix again. R-E is a prefix which means again. So rejoice means that joy again. In other words, Keep on having joy. And look at it. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Always. Ah. So you're saying that I should have joy. And then I should have joy again. And always I should have joy. Who? In the Lord. Why? Recognizing the place of God in your life. The word Lord means possessor of lands and territories. So what this scripture is saying is that rejoice with the consciousness that god is at hand god is with you god is present he wants us to rejoice in our affliction knowing that our god is present with this understanding that your god is present and he says do it always and he says again in other words i cannot overemphasize it that keep on having joy 
don't lose strength why because there is no strength without struggle there is what there is no strength without struggle there is no advancement without adversity there is no destiny without difficulty ah you want to write it down let me give it to you again there is no strength without struggle there is no advancement without adversity there is no destiny without difficulty let me give you a last one and there is no affliction without fruitfulness in other words what am i saying if there is no affliction there can be no fruitfulness now if you don't till the ground hard labor you can never produce results that you get fruits to eat why because my past is a catalyst that propels me to a brighter future my past is what a catalyst that propels me to a brighter future you know the scripture says unto him that is living there is hope you see write this down our focus on the future determines our actions in the present in the world whatever i do now is based on my focus of the future why because i make decisions based on my intentions not distractions listen to me brothers and sisters the only constant in life is change the only constant in life is change so when i look into the future i must i must look at it with the understanding that i am responsible for the outcome of my future when i look into the future i must understand that what i am responsible for the outcome of my future everybody has willpower your willpower is not there for you to fight your willpower is for you to make a choice or decide when i'm faced with difficulties i choose joy not sadness when i'm faced with temptation i choose to honor christ not to satisfy my temporal appetite are you getting me i've made a decision whatever it is that will compete with god i will choose god it's a decision i've, I've made that decision already the bible says alcohol is a mocker i don't want to be mocked he says give a call to him that is perishing i said i'm not perishing i've made the decision no matter how i feel how many airports i go and i go to the wine shops i will not buy i've made a decision and now i need to make a decision that i will not enter into the shop you see paul said we die daily why don't you want to die child of god this year choose to be happy because there'll be too many look at it i came to church the moment i entered into the church and the place was empty i became discouraged so i came to sit down i was enjoying the worship but i was too discouraged to lift up my voice and sing god had prepared special people to bring but because temporarily i had not seen them i thought this would be my end child of god don't let your temporal influence your future and cause you to to cast off all the joy you have do you know that the people we all the things we run after sometimes when you stop going there they forget about you why are you deceiving yourself with what people are saying and hey you are not married so so where do you go when i go people will be asking me am i married so you are forfeiting joy for the sake of foolish people who don't know how to bridle their tongue and keep their mouth shut is it worth it what if that is the place you will meet your mr lover lover mm. i tell you mr bombastic tell me fantastic 
Because sometimes some things delay because those who are assigned to connect to your life are not ready. Abba, Abba, Abba. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. Child of God, whatever I've delayed in our life, our God permitted because he has a better plan for us. And it's just a matter of time. He that must come will come. Someone is walking in confidence. Now, wherever you are, close your eyes, begin to pray.